You're listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. Fellowship Baptist Church is located in Clark Lake, Michigan. Today's message is part of a series called Rooted in Christ by Pastor Daniel White. Now let's prepare our hearts as Pastor White brings forth God's truths from his word today. Well, we celebrate his first coming, but boy, do we look forward to his second coming. Amen. Great song. Let's take our Bibles and let's turn to the book of Colossians. We were there for Sunday school. This morning, as my son Daniel taught, and we're going to move ahead of where he left off from, and we're going to pick up with verse 13. I've entitled the message this morning, Why Christmas? Why Christmas? Why do we celebrate Christmas? Colossians chapter 1, beginning in verse 13, as Paul describes the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of His dear Son, in whom we have redemption through His blood, even the forgiveness of sins, who is the image of the invisible God, The firstborn, that phrase firstborn refers to rank, position, authority, like the firstborn would have in a family. Firstborn of every creature. For by him, the Lord Jesus, were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions, or principalities, or powers, all things were created by Him and for Him. And He is before all things, and by Him all things consist. Hebrews said, everything is held together by the word of His power. And He is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. For it pleased the Father that in him, in Jesus, should all the fullness dwell. And having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself, by him I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven, and you that were sometimes alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now hath he reconciled. In the body of his flesh, through death, to present you holy, unblameable, and unreprovable in his sight. And if you cannot say an amen to that, there's something wrong with you. Heavenly Father, bless the preaching of your word this morning. Help this preacher hiding behind the cross. May only Jesus be seen. In your name we pray. Amen. Why Christmas? Isaiah 9 and verse 6 says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government, aren't you looking forward to the day when the swamp is going to be clean? And Jesus is going to rule over the government of this world. 
and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful. We're going to look at all the wonderful names that have been given to Jesus today. His name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty what? The Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Isaiah 7 verse 14 says, and by the way, this is 700 years before the incarnation of Christ. Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin, not a young woman. Many of our newer translations will use the word young woman. She was not just a young woman, she was a virgin. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and thou shalt call his name, what church? Emmanuel. Matthew chapter 1, verse 21 through verse 23. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sin. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, which we've just read, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Emmanuel. And Matthew adds this, under the inspiration of the Spirit of God, so that we all know what that name Emmanuel means, his name shall be called Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Why do we celebrate Christmas? Because we celebrate the incarnation of Jesus Christ. God became man in the person of His Son, the Lord Jesus. Now it has been said, for those who have studied this, that there are some 10,000 religions in the world. But I'm here to tell you, with the 10,000 religions in the world, there is only one way to heaven. And that is through the Lord Jesus Christ. That passage in Colossians that we've read has made that very clear. The Bible absolutely declares without question that there is only one God. I have several verses here in my notes, but I'll just read to you a couple. Have we not all one Father? Hath not one God created us? For there is one God, and there is none other but He. And I could go on and on and on from the Old Testament throughout the New Testament to read passage after passage, verse after verse, that says there is only one God. His name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Jesus is that one God. Now, a lot of people are puzzled by that. A lot of us can't understand it or wrap our mind around that. But the Bible clearly proclaims Jesus as God. When God identified himself to Moses at the burning fiery bush, this is what God said. And God said unto Moses, I am... What? 
I am that I am. I am the self-existent one. I am that I am. And he said, Thou shalt say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent me. Christmas is all about the incarnation of Jesus Christ because Christ is the great I am. Jesus puts himself on the same level as God who revealed himself to Moses at the burning fiery bush. John chapter 8, verse 20, I'll begin to read. These words spake Jesus in the treasury as he taught in the temple, and no man laid hands on him, for his hour was not yet come. Then said Jesus again unto them, I go my way, and ye shall seek me, and shall die in your sin. Whither I go, ye cannot come. So he knew they had rejected who he claimed to be. Then said the Jews, will he kill himself? Because he saith, whither I go, ye cannot come. And he said unto them, ye are from beneath, I am from above. Ye are of this world, I am not of this world. I said therefore unto you that ye shall die in your sin, for if you believe not that I am he, ye shall die in your sin. Do you see how important it is not only to understand who Jesus claimed to be, but to believe who Jesus claimed to be? Unless you believe that I am that I am, ye will die in your sin. Who did Jesus claim to be? He claimed to be God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Think of that. The Word was God. Who is the Word? Very clear. Jesus is the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. Wait a minute. The Word is God. Jesus is God. But he was in the beginning with God? Throughout the earthly ministry of Jesus, he declared himself to be Jehovah God. Dear church family, that's why we celebrate Christmas. This is what it's all about. It's not about Santa Claus and reindeer and gifts under the Christmas tree. We celebrate God becoming man in the person of Jesus Christ. John chapter 10, verse 27, I'll begin to read, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give unto them eternal life. And they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my Father's hand. My Father which gave them to me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. We are the same. Then the Jews, they understood exactly who Jesus was declaring himself to be. Then the Jews took up stones again to stone him. Jesus answering said, Many good works have I showed you from my Father. Which of these works do ye stone me for? Why are you going to stone me? Because I've gone around doing good and performing miracles? Why are you going to stone me? The Jews answered, saying, For a good work we stone thee not, but for blasphemy. 
Now listen to what they said. Because thou, being a man, makest thyself out to be God. There was no question in the mind of the Jews who Jesus declared himself to be. Just before his betrayal and crucifixion, Jesus said to his disciples in John 13, he said, Now I tell you before it come, that when it come to pass, ye may believe that I am he. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that receiveth me, receiveth him that sent me. Jesus is, without question, the triune God of the Bible. There are three that bear record in heaven. The Father, the Word, Who's the Word? Jesus. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. These three are what? Do you know, and I believe this to be true, that every new version of the Bible leaves that verse out. For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. These three are one. That verse is in my Bible, and it's staying there. Because unless we believe that He is the great I Am, we will die in our sin. The gospel message is gone. Jesus is not. He is not one way to heaven. Amen. He is the only way. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life, no man cometh unto the Father but by me. Before Christians were called Christians, how many here know what they were called? Followers of the way. Why were they called followers of the way? Because they believed that Jesus was the only way to heaven. And they were followers of that way. They were first called Christians at Antioch. That was a derogatory term because they were like Christ. Yeah, they're Christians. But first, they were followers of the way. Acts 4.12 says, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Be very clear. Jesus is not a God as the Jehovah's Witness claim Him to be. You know why I know that Jehovah's Witness theology will send you straight to hell? Because unless you believe that I am He, ye will die in your sin. I did not say that. Jesus said that. So when in their Bible they translated a God, that is a mistranslation. That's very clear from the original language. You cannot tamper with Scripture and make Jesus be who you want Him to be. He is who He is. And unless you believe that, you're not saved. John, I'm so thankful that the Bible's not politically correct. 
And that's why John says, unless you believe that Jesus is who he says he is, you are an antichrist. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, not a God. And the Word became flesh. Jesus became flesh, and he dwelt among us. Paul said to Timothy, Now unto the King, King Jesus, now unto the King eternal, immortal, in, immortal, invisible, the only wise God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Jude said to the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty and dominion and power both now and forever. Amen. I'll say amen to both of those declarations, won't you? In Colossians, we just read in chapter 1, in chapter 2, it says that Jesus, are you all still with me? That I know this is a doctrinal message, but we, if there's one doctrine you better be correct about, you better be correct about this doctrine because this determines where you're going to spend eternity. In Colossians 2.9 it says that in him, in Jesus, dwelleth the fullness of the Godhead bodily. What is the Godhead? What is the triune Godhead? What is it? God the Father, say it with me, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, in Christ dwelt the fullness of the Godhead. What is the Bible saying? It's declaring Jesus to be 100% God, and yet at the same time, he was 100% man. He was born of a woman, but he was the Son of God. Miracle. Miracle incarnation. Someone has said on the, on the mother's side, he got thirsty. On the Father's side, He created the oceans, the rivers, the streams, the lakes, and declared Himself to be the water of life. On the Mother's side, He got hungry, but on the Father's side, He fed the 5,000 and declared Himself to be the bread of life. On the mother's side, he lived in poverty and was homeless. But on the father's side, he created the universe and he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. On his mother's side, he wept at the tomb of Lazarus. But on the father's side, he raised Lazarus from the dead. On his mother's side, he was despised and rejected, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. But on his father's side, he one day will rule the world as the King of kings and the Lord of lords. That's why we celebrate Christmas. Of all the people who have ever lived, and there's been billions of them, none who have ever lived, have received more attention than Jesus Christ. None have received more devotion or more criticism 
or more adoration or more opposition than Jesus Christ. A few years ago, I read just a short little article called The Incorruptible Christ by John Scott. Please bear with me as I read. More than 1,900 years ago, there was a man born contrary to the natural laws of life. This man lived in poverty and was reared in obscurity. He did not travel extensively. Only once did he cross the boundary of his country in which he lived, and that was during his exile as a child. He possessed neither wealth nor influence. His relatives were inconspicuous and had neither training nor formal education. In infancy, he startled a king. In childhood, he puzzled the doctors. In manhood, he ruled the course of nature and walked on the billows as if pavement. He hushed the sea to sleep. He healed multitudes without medicine and never charged for his service. That's a good health care plan. He never wrote a book. And yet all the libraries in the world cannot hold the books that have been written about him. He never wrote a song, yet more songs have been written about him than any other person in the history of the world. He had no formal education, yet countless universities and seminaries have, found, have been founded in his name. All the schools put together cannot boast of having as many students as he does. He never marshaled an army or drafted a soldier or fired a gun, and yet no leader ever had more volunteers who have under his authority marched to his orders. He never practiced psychology, and yet he, heal, he, had heal, he has healed more broken hearts than all the doctors far and near. Once each week, the wheels of commerce all over the world cease their turning as multitudes wind their way into houses of worship to pay homage and respect to him. The names of past and profound state Statesmen of Greece and Rome have come and gone. The names of past scientists and philosophers and theologians have come and gone. But the name of this man abounds more and more. Though time has spread 1,900 years between the people of this generation and the scenes of the crucifixion, yet this man still lives. Herod could not destroy him and the grave could not hold him. He stands forth upon the highest pinnacle of glory, proclaimed of God, acknowledged by angels, adored by saints, feared by devils, as the living personal Christ. He is our Lord and our Savior. All I can say to that is, wow. That's why we celebrate Christmas.
You have been listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. We hope this message was a blessing and encouragement to you. If you would like more messages, visit our website at fbcclarklake.org, where all of our messages can be downloaded for free. Also, you can subscribe to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. All of our messages are available for free. If you want to keep up to date on what's going on at Fellowship, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, where you can see what's happening at Fellowship Baptist Church. If you'd like to visit us, Fellowship Baptist Church is located at 3200 Reed Road, Clark Lake, Michigan. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope to see you back here again next time.